You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Thank You for Your Servers, a show which looks at the tech news of today, but from a libertarian perspective. Now here are your hosts, Thaddeus and Gary. As promised, with no further ado, with no more delay, thank you for logging in to Thank You for Your Servers. I'm Thaddeus Preston, a.k.a. Nick Way, and joining me, as always, is Gary Guthrie. How you doing, man? I'm having a wonderful week. Just bought a new car, did a cross-country trip, sold my old car. It's been amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, like an amazing drive from the Mountain West, my part of the world, back home to Southern California, a very homogenous location on the planet. We are all exactly the same as everybody else here. If you 100%. were in the pre-show, you would understand why we were, having, why we were making those statements. Anyway, so this is the... Uh, we won't even call it weekly rant anymore, but this is our rants about the tech topics from a Liberty perspective. This and other podcasts are brought to you by the Make Liberty Great Again podcast network. And with no further ado, let's get into it, fam. This is going to get real geeky. So where do we want to start first? Do we want to start with the icky stuff of like, um, I don't know, TikTok? Or do we want to get in nerdy with like NVIDIA's acquisition of ARM? I say let's, let's hook TikTok, but uh, get nerdy real quick. Let's get nerdy real quick. So this was uh, back in like September 13th. So that goes to show you how long it's taken for us to have the opportunity to get back together and record this for you guys. NVIDIA closed on its acquisition of ARM. So NVIDIA uh, basically bought ARM Limited, which is a British company, for $40 billion cash in stock. Of course, this deal was help, uh, was facilitated also by SoftBank, Big Daddy, Big Money Bank, Big Money Bag SoftBank, uh, who, who with their Vision Fund, which this fund has done more to distort the, the valuations of unicorns in the valley than any other company on earth. But basically, the vision, along with the Vision Fund, NVIDIA basically acquires ARM, and they're going to acquire ARM's IP, like licensing business, and, of course, the use of its technologies going forward. For those of you who don't know who ARM is, it basically stands for Advanced Risk Reduced Instruction Set. Um, uh, um, what is it? Uh, indu- reduced instruction set. Uh, instruction set. What does the C stand for? The C always throws me off. I don't understand. I'm going to go uh, look at the uh, show notes. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, go, I got gotcha. you. Hold on a Let's second. A I'm going to sound on. really, really smart here. All right. Do it. Dang it. No, it doesn't say. It says Advanced Risk Machines Limited. God dang it. Yeah, okay, that's what on. ARM stands for. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, uh, just do a quick Google search, man. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, risk. It, it always throws me off. That C always throws me off. It's basically reduced <laughs> instruction set computer. Computer. Um, this, yeah. Of course, it would be something stupid, stupid like, like that that I would remember. So anyway, so this is a British semiconductor and software design company. Um, and basically, it if you have a smartphone, if you have a Raspberry Pi, if you have any sort of internet of thing device you have an alexa if you have a google home if you have any of that stuff you have arm architecture in that thing so this is sort of a big deal you know do a lot of system on the chip stuff which is why like raspberry Pis are so amazing also a british company 
Um, it has about eh, they British 6, or German? Are you, Raspberry Pi? Are they German or British? British. It's a British company. Is it? it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Thought I saw everything um, that on their site in German or something. Change. I guess change your translation filter on your on your browser. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, nah. Anyway, so um, it'll be a ninety ten split in ownership after the deal. Um, and yeah, uh, now part of the NVIDIA, um, family of arc of, uh, computing architectures. Um, so let's look at the, let's look at the implications of this just to geek out a bit. Um, this was an inevitable and I, I feel an inevitable move by arm. Um, there are many, many attacks on arms architecture, um, from, uh, numerous players in China and uh, elsewhere. Uh, it's a global hegemon uh, that's starting to wane. And you can tell that they're starting to wane because they actually just redid their licensing prices. So it's a little bit more expensive to license ARM technology now than it was in the past. That, to me, shows um, a weakening in the market. Now they're at the point where they have market saturation. Um, now they're going to start to kind of turn the screws. This is just what happens. So this has basically caused over the last five years, really, but like... In, particularly over the last couple of years, like a lot of companies exploring um, Risk Five. Um, uh, Risk Five is an open standard of instruction set, um, ISA. And of course, it's based on the old principles of risk. Uh, such chips that we remember that use Risk are the PowerPC chip um, mm-hmm. that once powered the Max, and um, some of the more advanced processors in arcade terminals and um, like consoles. Um, it was start to be. It was thought to be kind of antiquated, um, but now it's kind of having this resurgence. Um, there are lots of companies out there that are looking to um, invest in probably pushing the standard forward, because with the consolidation and the purchase of ARM, in my humble opinion, um, will come um, more license income. You know, you know, encumber uh, encompassing the or or at least encumbering. That's the word I'm looking for. I need another drink. Encumbering <laughs> okay. the licensing of uh, any ARM technology going forward. So everyone's looking into it. Um, that's my geeky kind of, you know, ooh, this is kind of an interesting acquisition. What do you what do you think about this, Gary? I, I gotta be perfectly honest, I haven't really read a whole lot into it or or uh, know much about it. I mean consolidations and uh, you know, they, they, they kind of freak me out a little bit, just generally speaking, sometimes, because I like to see it's closing, more. Yeah, competition, right? It's closing avenues. Right, right. So g- generally speaking, I, I kind of look at this and go, eh, you know, I, I, I don't really like it. But <clears throat> again, I don't know enough about it to really have an opinion on it. So, yeah, and I think it's not an opinion. I think it's just kind of, well, what do you what do you think of this? Um, your first uh, instinct is probably correct. This is, this shows like a definite consolidation of technologies. Right. And then you think about this going forward. Um, I heard today, this is just kind of hot off the press and it might not be true. It might fall through the, the cracks. But AMD is probably in the market for uh, FPGA player Xilinx. Hmm. Um, following behind the lead of Intel f- uh, five years ago when they bought uh, Altera. Um, another FPGA or field programmable gate array processing company. And you, you, you're you starting to see this vertical integration because all these companies want to offer a, mach- uh, a 
machine learning, cloud, and data infrastructure solution. Right. Um, at the very least, at least the hardware that will be part of that. Um, yeah. Because you have a lot of companies that are, going, that are getting into this, particularly with dealing with machine learning workloads. TensorFlow is, is, is an attack against that. Amazon has its own thing. Uh, you know, I think I've even heard like um, rumors that Facebook has its own like custom silicon that it's using for its data centers and to aid in some of its machine learning workloads. And that's the key, right? Yeah. The next evolution in computing is machine learning, AI, and advanced methods of computation that enable that. How, how long do you think it's going to be before we see like, you know, full democratization of that. This helps it in a way. Um, I give it, are you talking hardware or software? I mean, the software, it's already pretty democratic. Software's, software's done. I mean, there, there's services and it's, it's pretty available, but I mean, and, and I guess the second part of that question is, is there really a, um, a demand at a lower level for it, or is this just going to be the big players? This is really just the big players. Yeah. It's re- I mean, I don't know if <clears throat> maybe, maybe in these offerings as these companies consolidate and try to build this vertical integration service model, that's not only simply the hardware, but the services and maybe even the software development kits for those so- that software and service. Yeah. Maybe it allows more people to kind of get into the game. I think right now things like PyTorch, and uh, TensorFlow and other types of, you know, languages and stuff like that. And yeah. the with the growth of Azure and AWS and other players, I, I think a lot of this stuff has been kind of democratized. I guess the question oh, is, yeah, yeah. do you accelerate that more by trying to build this all-encompassing solution? Like part of the promise of FPGA is the reconfigurability on the fly. And mm-hmm. if a certain type of machine learning workload um, you know, become, it, it's just something you need to do quick inference on and stuff like that. Yeah. If I could spin up a, a programmable service, if an AMD or whoever is to purchase AMD and, or NVIDIA's and, or Intel's, um, stack, um, were to just dispatch a job to go do- be done in the cloud, then I could see this happening. All this is all this, both the AMD rumors and the NVIDIA, um, basically uh, acquisition all points to just bad news for Intel. I think Mm. Intel's in the waning days um, of this. They tried to get into the modem market to compete with Qualcomm and Samsung and got their faces. Basically they got themselves curb stomped. So they backed out of it and they sold it off. They also try, you know, they've been trying to get into this kind of inference kind of machine learning edge computing type stuff. And they're, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing them with too much success. Um, so that it, it, it really does go uh, to show you that like the world is a changing. And I think also like with the fact that there's a lot of money available right now, I think company and then debt is super, super cheap. I think it's just a no brainer to just scoop up companies. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, but that's that's kind of the landscape what's going on. I mean, I, I think I think we took that a little further than we probably needed to. But I think it's kind of good to know that. There's tons of consolidation happening. Okay, so we got everybody hooked with the geeky news. Now we got to go to the news that um, I I was sort of into three, four weeks ago. Now I really don't care. And that is the TikTok saga. The update um, 
we discussed it in kind of great detail in the last time we got together. Now we're dealing with the updated saga. So this has been since about basically mid-September. Mm-hmm. So first, President Donald Trump on Monday said that Oracle, and that was Monday as of weeks ago, so basically, Oracle and Walmart um, are going to have control. So basically, what ended up happening is Oracle and Walmart ended up winning the sweepstake. And I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say winning the sweepstakes. So what was supposed to happen is they were supposed to create this bite dance, uh, uh, TikTok global, um, and then basically uh, Oracle and Walmart would have almost a majority stake. I think bite dance still needed like it still was going to have like a great percentage of it. Yeah. Um, it basically, <clears throat> so basically what ended up happening because of that preliminary deal was ByteDance still has, it still is the owner. Uh, TikTok will have to kind of go at global. will have to go IPO within a year of the closing of this. And as of this particular broadcast, they haven't closed it yet. Um, there's no algorithm transfer. So basically like the machine learning algorithm that makes TikTok addictive and has like, um, young girls uh doing terrible obnoxious and somewhat provocative things um or lips or lip syncing um they don't get that algorithm um that's because of the move that china did ahead of this basically saying that it would have to get national security approval to export that technology in any um acquisition this deal still requires chinese approval um (laughs) somehow there's going to be five billion dollar five billion dollar tax um, and educational commitments. WTF is what I have in the show note. Um, I don't know what the heck that means. Five wait, wait five billion dollars in taxes on this deal. Yeah, so I read into that just to kind of figure out like what in the blankety blank they were talking about. Basically, is over the course of the deal from um, business taxes to um, the IPO to all that, that's basically what they're talking about. The educational okay. that the tax dollar one, I think you can just kind of run off. It's like, yeah, they'll they'll collect that by virtue of the fact that the business entity will exist and have gone public. Right. The other aspect that it doesn't make sense is this educational commitment. So, um, we're gonna I, wait. I, 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 we got We're gonna we make you pay for education. <laughs> I, I don't understand this. So yeah, no, I, I think I think tech crunch to their credit kind of broke it down um so there's no algorithm transfer no tax okay so the um so in response to the report claiming tiktok will be setting up a five billion dollar education fund the five billion dollar education fund is basically taxes um bite said that it was not aware of such a plan but has consistently devoted effort to education including working with its partners and shareholders to design online classes powered by artificial intelligence and video See, in, in China, ByteDance is a conglomerate. One of ByteDance's companies underneath the umbrella is this education company. It's actually pretty big in Asia. Um, they, they're somehow going to make them leverage that expertise here in the States as part of this deal, which doesn't make any sense. I don't so see it. I, I, this, this is, is a long, so foreign so here's, to me. here's where I get sort of anarchists this is this is gangster capitalism to, 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 to steal the term it is literally either your company or your brains are going to be on this agreement 
and mm. they were basically forced at at the, at the threat of banning um, and inability to even do business in the United States um, if they didn't sign this deal. You've basically stripped cer- a certain percentage of the ownership stake from ByteDance in some weird mercantilism 2.0 attempt to show China we mean business. There are other ways you could go about doing that than like putting this company in jeopardy by virtue of the fact that they did this. And that is the Trump administration. They have basically priced in um, a lower IPO when this company, whatever this company finally takes shape, TikTok Global, it's going to price in a lower IPO price, and hence you're probably not going to raise most of those billions of dollars you're thinking you're going to get from the deal. This is dumb. <laughs> this was unnecessary, right? This, this it, was completely it, unnecessary. It made somebody feel powerful, though. Well, honestly, I'm willing to put my tinfoil hat on and be like, because Donald Trump is very transactional, as we know. And even when I started hearing him talk about the suitors for this particular uh, entity, right? He was, he'd already mentioned Oracle. And obviously mm. Larry Ellison is one of the few Silicon Valley tycoons that doesn't hate Donald Trump's guts. Actually his fundraise for his campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is where I kind of embrace the cynicism of the tech left. When I'm like, huh? So Oracle has, a cloud infrastructure play, but not so it isn't so awesome that you need to like move over. I mean, here's the deal. We, we, we ran down weeks ago, like where it hosts its infrastructure. That is TikTok. Most mm-hmm. of it was hosted on Google cloud. Right. And there were some aspects of it that were hosted on, um, Ali cloud. And here's the deal for the foreseeable future. It looks like it probably the most important por- portion of it, the machine learning algorithm will probably be most likely hosted in LA Cloud, most likely in China. So, China, de- China. It does nothing. This, this, this deal was practically absurd, um, and it and it was just hap- haphazard. Um, how does so Walmart? Oracle, what? How did Walmart get in on this thing? That's I don't. What I, don't... Know. I I know. Remember when I actually said, when I predicted, like, who would be best for this deal? And I said that at a Microsoft, Walmart would make more sense. Um, you, I can see Walmart easing it. Walmart has been desperately trying to ease into tech, um, into utilizing it for pushing more stuff. Because what does Walmart do? Walmart is nothing more than Amazon, you know, in brick and mortar form. Right. Um, and, and which is why it is, it is still, in my opinion a dark horse player that can thwart Amazon. But here's the thing where Amazon, I I, I hope I want the competition. I I, I I agree. Amazon's the most amazing company ever full stop, but the competition wouldn't hurt. Um, I just don't want to Walmart. I just, I just hate Walmart. I I really do. Yeah. Here's the deal. It's gross. I live in you, you, you left coast elitist. I hate Walmart too. I I have to go up the street to Walmart every day. <laughs> if I could go up the street, to, I I don't even like Target. If I just could go up the street to Target, it'd be better than having to go to Walmart. Um, because I literally live near the worst Walmart 
in the on the planet. And I've oh, been to you, on two clearly, different planets. Clearly, you didn't go <laughs> to the Walmart in Norwalk where the guy was out front selling his CDs that well, he made himself. <laughs> well, there, there's always like the cops are always there. They never have what you want. They're always stalking at the most inopportune time. These idiots were closing to at eight o'clock for most of this COVID nonsense. Yeah, I no. Uh, I've, been to, two, I've been to Walmart think, in two continents. Do we honestly it, it, think that worse. Walmart could be a challenger to Amazon in any way, shape, and form? I've seen the Log- documentaries logistic, lo- on their. You think? Yes. Well, yes. maybe on distribution, but. I've seen think, the documentaries yeah. on their warehousing and, and yeah, Amazon's not, it's, warehousing. It's, it's, yeah. Amazon's <clears throat> warehousing is like, you can call it dystopian and. Oh, it's, you know, it's totally. It's, dystopian, it's, but it's super efficient. You know, you and I, <laughs> you and I talk about over sterilization of stuff all the time. And I watched that documentary on Amazon's warehousing with their robots and their, you know, all their stuff that they have going on and it's pretty sterile and it's pretty amazing. That's not to say that sterilization of everything is the way to go. But in that case, they've got this thing down. Yeah. They do have this thing down. And I, and I, but I, I, but yeah, like Walmart, I think logistically wins because it just has, it has a location within five miles of every man, woman, and child. That's in the United true. States of America. That's true. The only thing they haven't caught up on is technology. And they've tried to buy it. And they've they bought Jet.com. And that was kind of a disaster um, to integrate into the company. They bought Voodoo and have done very little with it for video uh, on demand. Um, so they're trying to build a Amazon by with acquisition. TikTok? And so this... And TikTok, I don't know where I don't know where the hell a TikTok fits into their grand scheme to compete against Amazon Prime. I don't. Know. I have no idea. It doesn't it's, make any sense to me. It's like Oracle makes more sense because at least Oracle can host, has hosting infrastructure. Right. Walmart, maybe they have hosting infrastructure warehouses that they're secretly building that are going to compete with. They don't AWS, have it, and they don't have that. They don't I, have I, anything I, like that. I'm trying to get more good at it now. I could be absolutely. I know wrong. you're trying, but man, <laughs> but I'm failing miserably. That's a stretch. Okay, so <laughs> that said, man, this this that's your t- that's the TikTok saga. Oh, I'm sorry. There's been more since then. So on the eve of not being able to download TikTok, mm. a federal judge has basically lift uh, basically um, the injunction that was against it. So the Trump administration's basically can't stop TikTok from being banned because of this DC court of uh, circuit courts, uh, uh, you know, injunction on the imposition of the ban. So TikTok isn't, TikTok was never going to go anywhere. And we knew that we called that a long time ago, time ago, even it was going to be a deal or the 11th hour, like some court somewhere is going to say, you can't do that. Here's, here's the occasion where I can actually have faith in the courts. It's just like, they actually like, yeah, this is kind of dumb. You can't just do this. Right. And the, and the fact, I think what it is, you just gave them no notice on it. Yeah. And so, you know, well, you gotta, I gotta bring together a multinational, uh, multinational um, deal in like three months where I have to get approval from like numerous jurisdictions. Um, across you know 
of nearly a billion users in dealing with the segmentation right. of data. See, the whole point of the Oracle part of it was so that U.S. data could be stored on like U.S. servers, which are Oracle servers. That's not how cloud infrastructure works and scales well. You can't just segment data mm -hmm. um, um, based on nationality um, and scale it properly because you have different jurisdictions imposing different privacy rules yep. on each and every data store that you have on a on any point on this name a country. This would be this type of stuff makes it harder to build the next TikTok. Yeah, it just does. Mm -hmm. um, and you know and. You know, then of course you have oh, and the and the and the coup de gras is Pakistan finally bans TikTok outright because it's immoral. That's 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 the Islamic Republic of Pakistan. That was going to happen. I don't. I'm surprised it took so long. Yeah. So wrapped up in a bow. That's the BS TikTok news. It's a story that no one cared about. Uh, who is our age? Um, Oh, Maybe the teenagers. Yeah. Oh, oh our kids. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no, so, they did. They didn't care about it because they didn't know about it. They didn't. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. They're oblivious to the fact. Because here's the deal: they they woke up on October first, and TikTok was still there, and no one knew. You know, I grew oh, up. All the machinations <laughs> happened in the background. I grew up during the Cold War, and you know, looking back on it, and looking back at all of the oh damn moments, you know that 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 happened during that thing. But then, you know, I I think back on my own childhood i'm like we didn't know anything you know yeah i mean i i, I only reason i knew that you know we could be nuked at any time well was the fact that like i had I, the fact that like my aunt was in the united states air force i mean that's literally the only reason see i didn't right? i didn't i didn't even know anything like that my dad was in he was a spook in the navy and you know doing uh cryptography work and all this stuff he knew all the stuff that was going on he didn't tell us anything yeah, couldn't yeah, couldn't tell us anything your your dad your your dad was a better man than me listening to the press. I remember movies like The Day After Tomorrow. Oh, The Day After was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. Countdown to Looking Glass. Yeah, I remember all that stuff. It was terrifying. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, but I mean, my 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 point is, you know, when you're when you're 16 years old, right. do you really care? Do you really okay? TikTok might go away. You know, someone has a buzz, whatever. Well, <laughs> you know, you're not following. Yeah, and that. you find another service, right? Or you find another service. And, and then they seem to pop up out of nowhere all the time. Yeah. And there are already a couple of, uh, I wouldn't call them legitimate competitors. Uh, we won't go into them because I don't, I, I, I frankly don't care anymore. But, but there are some that exist that may, you know, may possibly, I don't know, help yeah. with this issue and stuff. But, you know, it's, a, it's, it's an ephemeral service. Um, and I think in about five years, we won't be talking about TikTok. So. Next. Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so next story here is um, the pushback from tech firms against social activism. I love this, this. This one is near and dear to my heart. I love this because I so think much. because, and it's kind of the reason why, you know, I've been on shows and had conversations with people. I work for institutions where this is kind of, it's kind of infected things. I mean, it's all it's all well and good to be like active and care about issues but look man it's sometimes as the boss you got to kind of like look man i know we want to kind of i know everybody is being is is kind of wee weed up on like the things that are going on 
and some of them may actually profoundly affect you or people you love or whatever. The more, I mean, really, the dirty secret is like it doesn't really affect most of these tech workers. They just they just feel that they they want to work for a company that has this social justice as the activism is kind of one of their ethoses. And while that is great for things like the travel ban, which I understand and the, the Muslim travel ban in particular, um, because of the you know uh, uh, you know the H one B visa issue. Um, and I'm I'm not one that wants to stop smart people from coming to the United States. I think that's I think always I, I've always thought that was silly, but when it starts to infect the ability of your company to do its thing, um, basically provide a, a service or mm-hmm. a product, um, and you infuse in that product a certain derision to a certain member of your, I don't know, customer base, it gives me pause. So with that said, in a blog post like uh, a couple weeks ago here on Medium, uh, the digital currency exchange Coinbase announced that um, it would focus – on its company mission rather than to focus on outside causes, including activism Imagine and politics. Imagine that. Um, here's, 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 the, here's the pull quote from that uh, Medium post of things that they won't do. Here's what we won't do. <laughs> Debate causes or political candidates internally. Expect the company to represent our personal beliefs externally. Assume negative intent or not have each other's back. And take on activism outside of our core mission at work. The core mission of Coinbase is to build the decentralized financial infrastructure of the future that will go a lot longer way in maybe answering some of the social justice kind of, um, I don't know, um, I don't like calling them warriors, but some of the social justice concerns of some of the employees, particularly Coinbase. Now, granted, Coinbase boo hiss, but still, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's been a long it's, time since I heard you say that. You say it, yeah, it's been a long time since <laughs> we actually, because we used to give the cryptocurrency updates. We did, <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, yeah, people don't really like Coinbase because, you know, they're not, they're not, um, they're not based. But at the very least, like, it's, it's one of the few companies on the up and up dealing with the regulatory apparatus that is the state to at least push forward or advance distributed finance and cryptocurrency. Right. That's, that is the future of enabling more people, even those who are, you know, marginalized from, Mm -hmm. from uh, participating in finances and global commerce. This is, this, this is a great mission for a company. So here's another pull quote from it. I love the CEO. I'd like to go. I'd like the guy to buy this guy a beer if he ever comes to the desert Southwest. It has become common for Silicon Valley companies to engage in a wide variety of social activism, even those unrelated to what the company does. And there are certainly employees who really want this in the company they work for. So why have we decided to take a different approach? The reason is that while I think these efforts are well-intentioned, they have the potential to destroy a lot of value at most companies, both Mm -hmm. by being a distraction and by Mm -hmm. creating internal division. This is the only thing I've ever said against the preaching of a lot of these critical theories and a lot of the social justice stuff, and you destroy unit cohesion. Yep. 
Hundred percent. Sorry, I had I had a deal with a HR issue not too long ago with one of the guys who works for me. His wife is a nurse in a in a Carson, I think Carson, California. Anyway, L.A. County hotbed of COVID, whatever. And we had one guy get on a soapbox uh, about how he believes you know COVID's a myth. All these people are being you know. <sighs> then you have. Yeah, yeah, so, it's funny. You know, yeah, so yeah. believe what you want, whatever. But now in the workplace, this becomes a problem and it becomes my problem because I have to deal with this and I have to take time away from doing what I need to to give value to the company, which they're paying me for, so that I can deal with this issue. Because, you know, the guy working for me, his wife comes home every day giving him stories about the people they've oh. dealt with and all this stuff, you yeah. know? So this is right close to home and he's got this guy, you know, in his face right. telling him, Oh no, 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 no. QAnon and blah, blah. And he's going like off the, the deep end. Right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. This is true. And this, is both, this, is, this is true on both ends. Yeah. This is true on both sides. All sides. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every side. Right. And this is like, why, what does that, what, how does that help matters? Right. It doesn't help anyone. This is why I love what Coinbase is doing. Let's focus on what we're doing. We're a company. We're not here to change the world. We're here to provide a service. Right. And, and in the um, and in that process, to your point, we will be serving the world and changing the world. So, you know, recently, I guess, well, in the last day or so, like you've had 60 Coinbase employees take buyouts over the no politics. Rule, good riddance. Which is, which is good riddance. And. That's, that's, they're well within their right. And they yep. got a good payout. Mm -hmm. um, and the CEO was very open about, hey, these, these a certain number of employees decided to take a payout, pay a payout and leave the company over this policy. And that's, they, I respect those people, right? Because they put their money where their mouth is, right? Right. Instead of now, trying but, to destroy the company from the inside out, um, kind of like what happened at Google as things got increasingly out of control in that company. Oh, yeah, yeah. These guys are just like, okay. Because here's the deal, because the CEO was very plain well, but did they about what he or she wanted to do. But did they leave, okay, I'm out, or did they leave with, okay, now I have ammunition? <laughs> well, well, we'll see if there are any allegations or any court proceedings or I any, would anything hope, that happens in the legal system of your state. I hope um, to God <laughs> that they that when they took that payout, they had to sign a big old honking. No, nah, yeah, big, you know, agreement, loan size amounts of paperwork and disclosures. Yeah, and, I re I will not, not speak of this to any media outlet or forfeit all of the money. You know. Yeah. They're going to have to. Yeah. They're going to, that's the only way you're going to really cover your bases. But I mean, it takes, we'll have to see how much of a stand this is. I mean, obviously the tech press hated it, but here's the deal. I haven't, this, this uh, blog post went out a couple weeks ago about the stand of the company. Um, I haven't really seen a whole, other than this one story in Ars Technica about the 60 employees taking the pay. I haven't heard a lot of people really kind of trashing it. They're just kind of like, oh, okay. I mean, they moved on to the next outrage, um, and so I think that's I think that's what you have to do in this environment: is look, make a principled stand, um, make make your workplace a de uh, a politically demilitarized zone, and mm -hmm. then just let's just let's just build great things. Let's build the future. Right. I've said this before: build the goddamn future. That's what we want you to do. Yep. Um, and by doing that, 
you will indirectly answer a lot of the grievances of the social justice, you know, take your pick, whatever issue, whatever political activism issue that is bothering you, you will do a much better job of joining these companies that are trying to basically aid and basically decentralize finance, really decentralize the infrastructure and empower marginalized populations. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, imagine in the African-American community, if like they really decided to take Marcus Garvey's advice or Malcolm X's advice or even Minister Farrakhan's advice and just (laughs) do everything within the community using only like Bitcoin, Ethereum or whatever type of ICO, uh, initial coin offering that creates a cryptocurrency they can use to trade within themselves, trade within their mm-hmm. own organizations and enclaves. Now that creates balkanization and that could rear its ugly head in other ways, but it moves us closer to this decentralized kind of leave me to hell alone world. Um, but you got to. You got to get the state out of the way. You got to. You got to. Companies gotta, at least fighting it, at least fighting the state, or at least trying to cozy up enough so that it can enable this digital currency future. And, and you got to have the faith in that process to work, right? You can't. I mean, everybody wants absolute assurances, and you know what? We got to get past that. I, I, I think this this whole mindset that there has to be absolute guarantee that this will be the outcome. Well, no, that's not business. That's not. A, life life doesn't work that way you're not absolutely yeah. guaranteed anything and you know yeah well this is the world we're living in and um this is only this was kind of one of the few bright spots that i i saw i um, love this news. Over, over i think news. it's it's refreshing to me but for every coinbase there is yelp so Ugh. this story kind of came up today and I we should have done these backwards. Yeah, right. Because like we actually will finish off on a pretty positive note. Uh, but, yeah, we will. Uh, but so Yelp today announced that it will start a new kind of service that will alert users when a business has been accused of a race of racist behavior. The warning will link to the news articles detailing the incident that prompted the alert. How many news mm. articles have we seen that had to be retracted later because a racist incident and was they reported? Know, they know 100% that the retraction means Never, nothing. nothing. The damage and is done. Will have already been done to the company. Yep. And, 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 and Yelp, there's been issues with Yelp in the past where people have basically, I think, probably uh, frivolously taken them to court over bad reviews, right? And, um, and and I this just increasingly weaponizes Yelp. Um, and I I don't see why I would weigh in on this, right? You have and there are unofficial channels for which people can spread either information or misinformation about whether or not a business is problematic. That exists. Um, there's Angie's List. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's already Twitter. There's Facebook. There's Yelp already at, in its current incarnation. You don't need to add um, an addition. You don't need to add more fuel to this 
already cauldron of of animus and hatred and mistrust of people and the misinterpretations of certain behaviors. I don't know how many people I've talked to in the, in the last couple of months who interpret something as racist or sexist or something because people are super hyper aware of it now. And where before, and where nine times out of 10, it's absolutely benign. Mm-hmm. And so if someone takes a benign interaction and just puts that on blast and then it gets picked up by a local rag and then suddenly this notice goes up um, giving the general public the attention, uh, you know, business accused of racist behavior. I mean, like, it's kind of Orwellian. And then it links to the story about the allegation and it will probably, and the damage is already done at that point because you're never going to link to this later story where it's just like, well, that's not exactly right. what happened. Come to find out this was a hoax. Particularly yep. people who are willing to put those types of interactions on blast, mm-hmm. uh, basically in public, are sociopaths and people who want the attention and who don't care what damage they do. Most people who have negative interactions with businesses just they just blur it, you know, they'll blur it out on their Facebook group. They might even just talk to someone about it, but they're not, you're weaponizing, you're, you've already begun to weaponize social media platforms against your fellow man, particularly in the next couple of weeks when it comes well, to, because we're, we're dealing with a contentious election. This, this. Well, and you know, it, it would be my hope that, you know, we'd start seeing, uh, and, and I guess maybe if there's a silver lining, this is kind of the way I see it, that if this stuff starts happening and if you start seeing people make accusations because, you know, they're just a Karen who needs to get their, you know, their jollies off on, you know, making someone look bad, whatever. But we would see so much of it that we'd be oversaturated and kind of diminish the value of it. Which is, Ma- which is unfortunate because Yelp has been a very, has been an, an amazing tool at least. Oh, they're, they're when I used them, it 10 years ago, it was great. They're shooting themselves in the place. foot, I think, doing this yeah. because they're going to ultimately diminish their value with, you know, this, oh, oh, a business was accused of racism because yeah, someone overheard the Chinese guy in the Chinese restaurant say a derogatory term in Chinese or something stupid, you know, I'm, and I'm making stuff up, but this is the reality of it. I went to it. We got a guy here or we did 20 years ago from South Carolina. He ran a South Carolina pit barbecue in his backyard. Some of the best barbecue I have ever had in my life. Agreed. Hashtag true. This guy was the most racist black man I have ever heard (laughs) in my life shamelessly in his kitchen and, and which was part of the, honestly, it was part of the charm of going to this place, but I could see somebody going to this place. Who's, you know, one of uh, of the sterilization crowd, I call it, who overhears him talking to his Mexican helper guy in the background. And and some of the things I heard, my God, it was hilarious what he was telling him, but I could see it being interpreted the wrong way and then going to Yelp and then killing this guy's business because, yeah. you know, he's, yeah. he's the real deal from South Carolina. Yeah. That's yeah. That, that to me, um, it's not that it's funny. 
our our libertarian bona fides would tell us that like well this is kind of the way it should work right um there should be no uh local eeo uh, uh or social justice police with the with the power of dudes with guns or the power of dudes with guns who can fine you or even you know jail you but this is just a tad bit more sinister and just because we you know we have to be ideologically consistent on the fact that this is actually a, a kind of beautiful market mechanism for kind of you know sussing out these these you know these you know, these vile people in our society right right um that doesn't mean we need to like be blinded to the concentration of power from this company yelp still holds a tremendous sway over for, for at least for some people um when it comes to reviews and um i i don't know man i i just i don't like it um, but it is what it is. And I think it's misled. Like, oh, I, thought, I, I, I thought you libertarians were. Yeah, that, that, just because I'm being consistent in the fact that like this is this is a private business, like kind of getting into the business of, you know, trying to create a better world through social justice shaming and destruction of people's businesses. Just because I think that like ah, right, well, it's 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 consistent doesn't mean it is it's it's right. That's it. I mean, well, there's. You know, we always say, you know, just because it's right doesn't mean it's legal. And just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right. Right. So, yeah, you know, I think there's a there's a um, I don't even know a norm or something that we have to agree on as a as a people, you know, yeah, in our do we culture. Need to have these demil- do we have to have these politically demilitarized zones? Right. And I'm not saying that a racist behavior is like overtly a political thing. I think it's a vile social con- it's a vile social interaction. Right. But still, uh, it's just something about it. It just doesn't feel right to me. You know, like, more. Yeah, hey, they're going to do what they're going to do. You know, and th- this is right. Their- I, I, I just want to see the unintended consequences. Of it. I'm 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 with a lot of people um, of the collapsitarian crowd. I'm just taking federal lessons every day because when it's burning, I want to play one hell of a song. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Okay, let's get off this because it's making me depressed. Please. Let's get to something positive <laughs> to kind of close things out. Starlink. What do you think of Starlink? I can't wait to get a little flying saucer on my roof. Dude, even it's everything about Starlink is cool. Even that little saucer which is basically isn't downlink, it, uh, downlink, isn't it downlink so antenna. cool looking it's kind of, even that's cool looking it's just sleek yeah and so so here's a great story so all right so spacex has been launching pretty much um 60 a batch of 60 of their starlink satellites every it's getting to be every two weeks just about um, yeah just about and so they have a well over 700 of these things in uh in orbit as part of the first first batch of the constellation and so it started beta testing um about a month and a half ago and you know there's there's been and we reported on some of the speeds right i mean some of the speeds were very respectable we're talking like you know you know uh 50 60 megabits down right 30, you know you know 20 30 up um oh and the latent uh, latency of see, what 30 milliseconds in, yeah 30 was the lowest i saw and even at the high end it was under 100 and that's like better than, you know, you got to think, let's p- keep this in perspective. First generation LTE is, was like 
30, 40 milliseconds. Now, um, if you're close enough to the, t- to the tower, yeah, you're getting 10, 20 maybe. Um, mm-hmm. It really does depend. Um, if you're like me, um, uh, allow me to flex my uh, broadband privilege. You're oh, getting God, here one. we go. You're getting one. Thanks. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I thought I read that in. Yeah, um, thanks. Um, but uh, but the, you got to think, these things are like hundreds of miles in orbit. And they're being able right. to get down to Earth like within 30 milliseconds, round trip time. And like you're doing good stuff to it. So with that said, they got with um, some uh, officials in Washington State. And they are now providing early access to the Starlink constellation to an Indian uh, Native American tribe um, in, um, in the coastal regions of Washington State. Um, how do you pronounce that? The Hoi tribe? H-O-H? Hoi? Hoi? I, I um, don't. I don't want to even pretend like I know. Yeah, well, I'll pronounce. I'll I'll mispronounce it and get beaten up later about it. But basically, like they've been able to, you know, experience um, this uh, this service, and they've you know they've lauded SpaceX um, with basically moving them from the 0.3 to 0.7 megabits per second to like it doesn't really go into the article about what they're getting. Um, it's a significant, significant increase. It's significant increase. It could be, it could be by a factor of ten, and it's better than what they were getting. Right. Um, I'm thinking it's probably if 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 we we're to be believed, I think it's by a factor of like you know maybe maybe twelve, maybe twelve to fifteen. Yeah, um, it's pretty it, amazing. It's pretty amazing, and, and and of course this this tribe is like way. I mean, Seattle's three hours away. Um, they're on the mm-hmm. coast, and um, yeah, they're getting. They're getting really great service. They they thank uh, SpaceX and Elon Musk online. Um, and uh, this is a real good story. This is the promise. This is the future that gets built when we're, you know, talking about dumb stuff. Um, this is an amazing feat, mm-hmm. um, at least for a first step. It will get better if this continues. Um, right now, at our, they're, they're not going to be available at our longitude anytime soon latitude um, latitude is it okay lat goes uh, left right uh yeah. long goes up down okay latitude yeah. um it won't be available in our latitude um for eh, probably another year um as they kind of build up the constellation but to think that if we're able to give you know let's, we, we'll have to see how this high speed test kind of works out for this drive long term and what the terms of the deal are but this proves to be a pretty good success, and there's already signs that it's somewhat successful. Then this this is a big this is a big deal. The world will be blanketed by 2025. The world will be blanketed with these things. We'll be able to be most places around this planet and and get even at sea and have not only geo satellites but these very low Earth orbit satellites made by Starlink. Um, there's going to be some, uh, you know, OneWeb is still going to attempt to put up a small constellation. Uh, Amazon is is still wanting to put up a little small constellation, but we'll have to see if that actually happens. Um, yeah, th- and there'll be dangers associated with that because if there are collisions, it could be deadly for you know. They've already, platforms. but they're but they're building they're building a lot of technology into that, and it, it, you know, automatic deorbiting in, in the event of. You know, I mean, they're they're not viewing these things as absolutely critical components. Right. Each one, right? I mean, this is yeah. They've deorbited. Be... They've actually deorbited like 
50, 60, or 70 of these things over the course of this constellation. Right. And, they, and the, this is a part of their, you know, if they determine that there's going to be a problem, they'll deorbit it and burn it up before it becomes a problem. You right. know? And well, yeah, and you have, and then you have advanced ground-based radar systems. You have a, you, you're, you're going to have advanced space-based radar, uh, radar systems. Um, yeah, not, the, the, the collision avoidance will be um, better. Um, and I think, and actually, it is actually pretty good. We already track most of the junk floating around anyway. So, right. you know, so that, that, that concern, while it's, it's a good one to have, um, I think it's, you know, they're, they're people, they're smart people who aren't thinking of the, of the crazy things that have caused us to create like these political hot zones within our workplaces. There's people who are thinking about this stuff that are actually implementing this stuff and they're actually, and th- this is the benefit. This is what happens when you focus on the mission of your company. Mm-hmm. High-speed internet to a tribe on the coast of, coast of Washington State who didn't have crap for internet service, who will over the years increasingly get better and better service. Yep. And we'll all benefit from that. When I go up to the to the Hemis Mountains here in New Mexico and the phone don't work, I might be able to switch over to a Starlink downlink. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if they'll. I think I think in time they'll they can they can probably start to shrink the footprint of the of the antenna. But um, right now, man, I think this this is just a feel good story. And have no fear, Gary. Just yesterday, Comcast just said that it does have the ability using Doxis um, to do um, gigabit um, gigabit down, gigabit up. So that'll be coming in <laughs> about two years. Um, but it's better. Everything's getting better all the time. That's just the positive. That's, that's true. That's the, only thing, that's the only thing I wanted to say. I that's mean, true. remember what I said when we were talking about a lot of this social justice stuff and this COVID stuff and whatever. Like, first of all, the fact that we have advanced therapeutics and a vaccine and numerous vaccines in trial is a direct testament to the amount of compute and what we have learned. You know, we've we've we pushed compute, machine learning, what we've learned about the biologic our biological systems over the last 20, 30 years, all that has come to a head. And now we know what to do to fight against novel viruses. We now have networks that allow private companies, um, you know, public institutions um, globally, even, you know, even though we might want to call it the Wuhan flu, it was a laboratory in Wuhan that didn't necessarily make the virus. We will stay away from that. But there was a laboratory in Wuhan who got samples from patients who was able to sequence the genome and break the sequence the genome of this virus and had its structure uploaded within two weeks of it being like actually discovered. And that allowed all sorts of health experts, biologists, computer scientists, and the like to really attack the, the spike proteins of this particular uh, novel, um, novel coronavirus and to start figuring out ways to fight it, to suppress it, to treat it, and to ultimately inoculate against it. That would not have happened 20 years ago. That happens today. Yep. And so that's 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 our positive, man. That's it. I love it. We live in the future. And when the darkness is done, because there's darkness coming, we'll be on some Star Trek stuff on the other side. And with that, 
You got anything else you want to holler about, my man? Nah, I think we've covered it pretty good. I think we beat it. I caught think it, we beat caught it, it up uh, three weeks, three weeks, I think it's been since. Yeah, we, we knocked out like down. five, six stories. We I love it. Yeah, we did pretty good tonight. Yeah, and under an hour. Particularly in post, it'll probably be less. So, yeah. So, anyway, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, that has been thank you for your servers. Thanks for logging in. You got anything to plug, Gary? Not today. I do. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, no, um, of course, uh, subscribe to Thank You For Your Servers um, on, you know, uh, we're on Apple. Um, and uh, I think we might be in Google Play. Um, thank you for your servers.com. Also, blogs.relativeprogress.com, at Nick Way for me. And also, my frequent appearances on the Armenian Council for Truth and Journalism where we are a little bit more irreverent, a little less serious, but we still have a blast. With that said, oh, yet again, thank you for logging in. Thank you for your servers. We're out. Mm-hmm.